0: Teaching Mums Limited is an executive coaching company specializing in parenting and education made for mums by mums. We coach, train, empower, support, resource mums to take their next best step, family, work, life, home, business marriage, children, relationships, health, mental, emotional wellness, spiritual health. What is your next best step? Visit teachingmums.com today. Each mum, reach mum, teach mum. The Each Mum, Reach Mum, Teach Mum podcast. I'm your host, Lulu Lincoln, and this podcast is your next step to a better life, family, home, and all things mum. So, when Teaching Mum started out, I was actually just focusing on mums who are working in education because I felt that mums working in education did not have a voice. We were underpaid, overworked and regularly being signed off. Sick leave, depression, um, the multiple appointments we have to attend. And it was time for me to speak up for mums working in schools and help them to find a balance between teaching other people's children all day long than coming home and being 100% available for your own family, whether that's a family of two, family of four, family of eight, family of ten. You may be a mum that does not have um, direct custody of her children and has supervised visits. You are still a mum, and I'm sure you spend every waking moment thinking about um, the tiny people that you care for and love and are trying to raise as best as you possibly can. I became incredibly unwell last year, and I realised that it wasn't just mums in education that needed a champion and a voice. It was all working mums, all stay-at-home mums, all adoptive mums, all surrogate mums. Every woman that desires to be a mum needs a champion because something happens when we decide to become parents. Um, We don't lose our skill or our talent or our confidence, but our priorities change. And this often means that something else in our life suffers. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I'm just here to encourage you and to coach you and take you through steps. Things I've tried and failed at, things I'm still working on, but ultimately I'm really confident that the things that I share with you are going to absolutely blow your mind and to help you to just attack those things daily that are getting you down and go to sleep with a smile on your face. So today's episode is on CPD. Now, people who are not in the teaching world may not know what CPD is. It's just continuous professional development development and i heard this phrase thrown around all the way through my teacher training all my years in and out of class and i always asked myself this how and when would i have time for this so-called cpd because as soon as i sign off from work i'm going to do a nursery run or a school run um i was at university when my daughter was very very young so i had coursework to do Um, I was volunteering, I was probably doing about 17 things at once because I wanted to make it, I wanted people to think that I was important and um, CPD never really struck me as a priority but now if we fast forward 16 years I realised that actually lots of the things I was doing with CPD, I just didn't know that's what it was called at the time and I didn't necessarily record it in the way that maybe people record it now so today's episode is just how do we do cpd as a mum and when do we do it really simple and really straightforward now those of you who know me personally will know that i spent lots of time doing lots of different things but they all come underneath the umbrella of education so i'm a language specialist and i speak german and conversational italian and english obviously (laughs) Um, I'm currently learning French and Spanish. I am homeschool my uh, teenager who is pre-GCSE. Very, very, very proud of her and um, how she's overcome the things that she's had to face over the past few years. I have a wonderful husband and I help him manage his business too. And then our home, which is just the day-to-day, run-of-the-mill chores, um, laundry, housework. I have also written a few books and we've been able to successfully complete um, three degrees. Um, so there is no um, trumpet sound <laughs> for me for being able to do all those things, but I do celebrate myself regularly because I realize something girls that we're sometimes waiting for some um, eternal applause and congratulations for the things that we do And let me just be real with you. It may never come, the the gratitude just has to come from us. The celebration has to come from us choosing to celebrate our achievements. And I do that regularly, I do it every day. I'm really fortunate because I have an incredibly supportive family who cheer me on every day. Um, But that's what I'm here for. So I'm going to cheer you on in your success and your achievements. As a mum, and how far you have come. So for CPD, what I want to talk to you about is how do you do it. That's the first part of today's discussion and today's coaching podcast. How do you do CPD as a mum? So what I would say um, before you start any um, formal training, just um, take take an inventory, an inventory of what you can already do. Take an inventory of what you can already do. It's really important. There's no point in wasting time doing a course with things that you're already highly skilled in. Now, if you want to become certified, that's different because we know there are unlicensed drivers out there, girls, okay? So becoming certified is not the same as retraining. So if you are really good at um, sewing and you'd like to become a qualified tailor, I would not consider that as retraining. I would consider that becoming certified. You may be a highly skilled um, teaching assistant or learning mentor or learning support assistant. These are all the acronyms thrown around in the education world. You may want to qualify as a learning mentor or as a teaching assistant or as a teacher. Um, You won't be retraining, you'll be getting certified, you'll be getting qualified and accredited. Very important very very important I have I have lots of certificates that nobody ever sees but should people call on me and say look Lulu you know we we don't possibly believe we can't possibly believe you've done all of these things can we see your certificates please I have all of them and I can show them to people and I think it's important because when it comes to things like insurance and all the um fine print and the legal stuff being qualified really really can do wonders for you and it will help you to build your credibility and also help you to get the training that you need. So the first step is take an inventory of what you can already do. Now the second thing is once you've taken an inventory of what you can already do, you need to ask yourself what is it that you want to be able to do that you can't do? What do you want to do that you can't already do? Now before I qualified as a teacher I already had a language degree so I didn't really have um, many issues around language or English or communication but I was not as confident in maths now I you know I got a good grade at maths GCSE and I knew my way around numbers but I didn't feel as confident In my math skills as I did in my English skills. And so when I went for my teacher training interview, I spoke to my mentor and to my my lecturers and they said, you know, that's common. What do you think you can do about it? So I did the, you know, there's a skills test that you have to pass before you apply for your teacher training programme. But I also revisited some of my um, GCSE maths work. I went on to BBC Bite Size just to refresh my memory. Um, at the time I was training, our eldest was in um, year five, so we were preparing her for SAT. So I was really, really familiar with the primary school curriculum. But I realised that when you become a teacher, it's one thing to know a topic. a subject or a concept then it's another thing to be able to teach it because when you're teaching something you also have to know what the misconceptions are and what the potential mistakes could be and i knew how to do it in maths but i didn't have the confidence to execute a maths lesson because i was always um always felt that i wasn't very good at maths because of what was said to me at school and just not feeling confident with numbers so I'm using that as an analogy for what is it that you want to be able to do? I wanted to be able to confidently teach math. So I went and observed lots of math teachers. Um, great friend of mine, he's a fantastic math teacher was a math lead at the time when I was training. And, you know, I was allowed to go and watch his lessons, watch his staff meetings. And when I started to train, um, I had people... Um, partner you know team teach with me that's when two teachers teach together one has usually been qualified for um longer than the one who is training and it's like a mentor on the spot mentoring with team teaching so that's what I wanted to be able to do now now i absolutely adore maths and i don't necessarily know more about it than i did before But my attitude towards maths has completely softened because i know that i can do it but i wouldn't have been able to boost my math skills if i hadn't have first taken an inventory of what i could already do so the inventory is hard because there are lots of people who have not been to university and see that as a setback but actually it isn't because the time that you were you know technically supposed to be at university and i'm using inverted commas there you may be raising a family you know, like I was, you could have been working, you could have had an elderly relative, you may have been unwell, you know, there's no, no, no losers um, in life. And I say that because everybody's path is completely different. And if on your inventory you start to get a little bit overwhelmed because there's lots of things you still don't know how to do, if you're listening today... There's still time, okay? So, first step, take an inventory of what you can already do. Number two, um, think and talk about um in writing and journaling or with a loved one, trusted loved one. Talk about what it is you want to be able to do that you can't do, and then number three would be get a coach. Now I know what you're thinking. Why on earth do I need a coach? I'm a grown woman, I have my own family, I have my own business, I have my own life you know, I'm relatively sane. Now, the reason I'm saying, and I'm telling you to get a coach is because a coach does two things. The coach will push you and your coach will be your champion. And that's what I do. I am your coach and I am your champion. Now, I don't know everything, but the, you know, the breadth of experience that I have when women approach me, it's usually about two things. In fact, three things parenting their own personal education and development or their children's education and those are my three areas of expertise those are the things that i've spent days and nights and weeks and months and years mulling over about how i can develop women and i will do for you exactly what i did for myself now i've had a coach i went for a really low period as a teacher and my confidence was completely destroyed because of what i allowed into my um spiritual and emotional tank and this coach is a great friend of mine We went to secondary school together she's only a couple of years older than me but she's way beyond established and worked in the professional world for a long time um and she really really um helped me to walk in confidence and she said to me you know you already have the skills you just need to be able to own it and that really gave me a great boost and she said you know when I sent her my cv she just emailed me back and just said I can't even look at this, you're incredible, you're absolutely incredible and this is what somebody said to me and I thought my goodness actually I think I'm being quite hard on myself so I'm going to extend that grace to you and say you're actually already incredible, you just need to own it. So get yourself a coach, get in touch with me today, go to teachingmoms.com, book yourself a video call, let's talk about your inventory and what it is you'd like to do. Because we're talking about CPD today. How do we do it? You can't have CPD unless you need to know what's missing in terms of your professional profile. That's the how. Now, the second question and the biggest question is when. When do we do all this CPD? Um, Some of us are breastfeeding. Some of us are weaning. Some are potty training. Some are sleeping during the day. Some are nesting because they're expecting. Some are moving house. Some mums are homeschooling. Some mums are paying tutors, um, some mums have got their children going off to university, I know what you're thinking, when, am, when am I going to have time for CPD? You might not be a teacher, but you still deserve to have continual professional development, okay? So when, so when my eldest was very, very little, I did all my training and reading after her bedtime. Now, she went to bed at 6pm every day for about four years, now, I know some of you will laugh because you'll think, why on earth would you put a four-year-old to bed at six? Now, as she got older, I did say to her, you can go in your room at six o'clock and if you are not tired until seven or eight, you can just read until you fall asleep. But I had to mentally turn off my mum brain at 6 p.m. each night. I'd turn off all my devices, telephones and everything. No one could get hold of me. Quite scary for my family because I know they thought that was crazy. And I, and I definitely, definitely, definitely was. But um, it worked. So I did my coursework. I did my um, writing of my books in the evenings. um, And obviously when she was very little and I was still breastfeeding and um, nursing at night and changing nappies, that was a little bit more difficult. So what I did initially was when she was very little, I would go to sleep with her at six and I'd sleep until 10. And I knew that she was fast asleep. And then I would not encourage everybody to do this, but then between 10 and one, I would try and slip in some coursework and some reading and some cleaning. Now I did that until I stopped breastfeeding and she was completely off the bottle too. I breastfed and then bottle fed and then she was onto um, solids and everything. So when she definitely was able to um, sleep all the way through the night, I no longer went to sleep after dinner with her at six o'clock. I was able to stay up and then put myself to bed, go to bed around nine, ten. I did that for about four or five years until she started primary school. Now, all of you that have children at primary school age know that you can't put your primary school children to bed at six o'clock because they go to school and talk about it. And they then find out that, you know, Billy No Socks is going to bed at nine o'clock. And, you know, your children are going to bed at seven o'clock or no TV. Um, it got, it got a little bit harder. So I did move um, bedtime up until about seven, seven thirty. I gave into peer pressure and it worked quite well for me because I wasn't working full time. But it did mean that um, the days I was working, I had help from my mum and child, my min- child minder, after school clubs, all sorts of things that meant that, I had more time with my daughter before she went to sleep because as they get older, the needs change and there was um, more developed conversation. And in the same way now, you know, our teenagers are allowed to stay up much, much later and we have time to talk in the evening after dinner. But I do still have things I need to do when she's asleep. Um, Married people, you know, I've got you. (laughs) It's really, really important. So the when... I focus really, really, really on you in saying that it has to be a time of the day where you're completely uninterrupted. Now, that might just mean you only have an hour, but an hour for yourself, that doesn't involve feeding, sleeping, um, cooking or cleaning or time with your spouse or other children. An hour for yourself a day is plenty of time for you to develop yourself. Now, let me tell you how CPD could look. Now, your CPD could look like an online course. And I do have some online courses available. So if you go to teachingmums.com and go to the courses page, you will see the course I have available there. I'm not going to say much about it. Go and have a look. It's fantastic, okay? So your CPD could be an hour a day, which could be a course. Your CPD could be listening to a podcast. Hello. Cue each mum, reach mum, teach mum. Your CPD could be talking to a mentor or a trusted confident about what your next steps are or your coach time that could be your time with me where you book in a video call to speak to me your cpd could be reading um a book it could be revising for um, a GCSE that you never had a chance to take when you were younger or a an upskill course to help you get a job that you'd like to apply for in a year it could be um a business course for a startup if you're starting a business that hour can be used for anything that's going to help you build your professional profile so i spoke about how take an inventory of what you can already do what do you want to do and get yourself a coach then the other half was about when so um i would not advocate for being up between 10 and 1 a.m Um, to do work that's what worked for 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 us at the time and that's the energy that I had at the time I don't know if I'd be able to do that now Um, but find the pocket holes of time in the day don't be hard on yourself if it's only one hour or 40 minutes of a day lots of things can be done in 40 minutes Um, you and I can jump on a call in 40 minutes and we could talk about 25 different things in 40 minutes the point that I'm making is that your continual professional development is so important. Even if you decide that you never want to go back to work, you still have a professional prof- profile to build. You want me to tell you why? Because you'll still be meeting with um, health visitors, nurses, paediatricians, dentists, your your children's teachers, if you're not homeschooling, tutors, professionals coming into your home to do um, work on your kitchen and your bathroom. We still have to have a professional profile whether we're working or not and this is the voice that I've been crying out for for many years that mums do not have Um, they're out there but we need more of them and teaching mums has become that voice for every single mum to help them develop that side of them that sometimes is hidden um, as we step into motherhood and it doesn't have to be hidden and our children don't have to suffer because we want to do wonderful things for ourselves to build our homes or to build their lives or to make things better for everybody. This episode was about CPD and what I want you to do is really take a moment today, 5 minutes, 2 minutes, just to think about what that looks like in your life. Now I know I have teachers listening. Hi. <laughs> but not everybody listening is a teacher, but I just use some of my experience from the teaching world. My previous professional career to talk to you about what happens when you know you're a working mum and trying to find time in the day to train to you know boost your morale improve your mental health and upskill yourself it's not easy but it's not impossible. You're already amazing and don't let anybody tell you any different Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.